0: to the Peaceful Ease Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about Peaceful Ease and follow the show, you can do that at PeacefulEase.com. If you'd like to reach out, ask a question, have a conversation, share an idea with Hila, you can do that via email. Podcast at peacefullease.com is our email address. So go ahead and feel free to use that. We always love to hear from you and get your feedback. Hila, it's so great to be back with you today after our fantastic discussion on the last episode and I can't wait to carry it over into today because i've been thinking about it since monday
1: (laughs) yeah it's nice to start a new year with a new me i must say that
0: (laughs) (laughs) absolutely and oh by the way before we get into the topic for today i just wanted to ask and touch base how is your word of the year going
1: it's there shining because
0: the word was to
1: shine and actually i had a an experience just last night i went to see an opera in berlin and Mozart's Magic Flute, but it's done with animation. So it's it was very unusual. It was very surreal and cartoonish, but it worked. It absolutely worked. I loved it. But during the break, I'm quite tall and I was wearing heels and I had a burgundy hat and I was the only one wearing a hat in the opera. I don't know why. <laughs> Maybe hats are not as common here as in L.A., And everyone was like looking in a way at me and normally my reaction would be like, just walk by, don't like care much or more maybe neutral or more like, oh, you know, it's okay, I'm getting a lot of attention, but anyway. But this time I looked back at everyone and smiled and I had this idea of shining as I smiled, and not shining like "look at me shining," but you know, sharing some warmth and heat and energy. It's like the sun does to us when it shines; it shares this like it, this unconditional light, so that you know the, the plants can grow, or it, it it shares this heat so that we are warm. And I, because my word is to shine this year. I was visualizing the same as if I'm a mini sun in that opera and that I'm shining at people with this warm smile to give something to pass on some energy that they can also shine further to their children, to their partners, to their family. And I don't know if it worked. It was a kind of surreal abstract experience with the word, But like we mentioned, You don't know exactly at the beginning of this year when you choose a word what it means. And by playing around like this, you figure out and you understand the depth of the word. And I think it was a beautiful experience in that sense that I discovered something that wasn't available to me before.
0: And it brings a new energy, right? When you do those things that you wouldn't have done before, it creates a ripple effect of a whole different set of outcomes, circumstances, feelings, emotions, and energy around you. So I think that's really cool. I just wanted to check in and ask because we're getting to the end of the first month of 2020. And uh, I just wanted to check in and see how Shining was going for you.
1: It's evolving and it's evolving me too.
0: We'll have to make check-ins throughout the course of the year as we do the podcast just to see since we brought it up. Yeah,
1: no, that will be fun.
0: So that aside, let's get into a real topic for today. And if you listened to the last episode of the Peacefully's podcast, you know what the topic is. If you haven't, you should go back and listen to that because it kind of introduces it. And it was a really great episode from Monday. But today's topic, you mentioned in our conversation from the last episode, that legends work that you did in the past and that how that helps unburden you through the generations. and I thought it was absolutely fascinating. I haven't heard it labeled that way before. I've heard of ideas similar to this, but it wasn't given a specific label or a specific set of actions that you follow to do it. So maybe you can explain what that is and give us the story of your experience with it when you actually went through that.
1: So the first time I heard the legend work was from Bonnie Weiss, which we interviewed at Peacefully's I think it was like the end of December. It's a very recent interview, 23rd and 27th of December, if I'm right. Please go back to listen. It was really mind-blowing. It was about internal family systems. And I worked with Bonnie on internal family systems. I implemented the therapy technique with her help. And during one of our sessions, she mentioned this work, if I wanted to do it. And it's called the legend work. And I'd never heard of it before, but later on, after I did the work, I encountered it in the Internal Family Systems book by Richard Schwartz, which is an amazing book. If you go back and listen to Bonnie's sessions at Peaceful East, and if the work speaks to you, also check out the book by Richard Schwartz because he was the person who developed this therapy technique. The legend work is very interesting. It may sound kind of... Superficial or silly, but it works. Maybe it works like placebo. I have no idea how it works, but it works. So, the idea is that we carry certain burdens on ourselves, and some of them are gained during our lifetime, like that we may be bullied at school, or we may be mistreated in certain situations, or by certain people, and those memories and emotions. If they're not processed well, they get stuck in our system and weigh us down. And that's what we call burdens that we gain through experience. But there are also burdens that come through genetics, epigenetics. So they come from our parents. Their burdens can be passed on to us. This could be seen as, okay, again, environmental. Maybe if our parents were insecure, We can pick on that and we may not be very confident. But there is apparently a genetical transference as well or a transformation of this knowledge through genetics. And our parents may have picked some of these burdens from their grandparents and from their grandparents and from their grandparents. So it goes back for generations. And when you do legend work, you imagine yourself yourself first standing and then behind you, your parents. If I remember correctly, your mother on the right and your father is on the left. I don't know if the sides are important, it may be, I'm just like describing my experience, I'm not trained in this work. And then you imagine their parents behind your parents. So your grandparents are behind there and your grandparents' parents behind and your grandparents' parents' parents' parents And it goes on and on and on until maybe you have hundreds of people behind you. And as you imagine them, you don't try to visualize these people because you wouldn't know who they are and what they look like, but you just kind of make sure that you place them spiritually at least, like these people were there, that you're coming from this family, these roots. And when you feel, feel a sense of, okay, this is as far as I can go, you know, beyond this is a bit beyond my capacity when you have that feeling, you stop. And you come back to yourself in that kind of triangle equation. And you think about the burdens or the values which may not be useful for you that you picked up from your parents you name them in your mind and in your heart and you find them as emotions if you can. And then you put them in a bowl or a pot, whatever you can imagine, and you hand it back to your parents who are behind you. And they take the ball or the tray over and they add their own burdens that they got from their parents. And during this process, there are no resentments. In essence, every parent loves their children. So when you hand it over, you know you don't visualize any reaction from your parents. They're not upset. They're just like taking over the tray, adding their stuff on, and the tray moves back. And your grandparents take over the tray. They add their stuff on, whatever they gained from their grandparents that weren't meant to be them, that they added on and then transfer the tray back. And it goes way back to the last person like this. And the last person in the line has all this tray. It could be so big. My tray was a magic tray that kind of made things tiny so everything could fit in. (laughs) It's really up to your imagination. And the last person in the line can either bury all these burdens into earth or burn them and the last person for me buried it in earth and and then you feel you know as the therapist guides you through this process you feel this relief as you watch generations after generations transfer all this heaviness back and then bury it it's like it's not a work just for yourself but it's a work that goes back if you believe that that you kind of create a change backward in your past in your family you even help the spirits in your family who may not be right here with us in bodily form and then you start again with the last person in the queue in the line and this time everyone gets the kind of virtues that they would like to have. Anything goes. Patience, beauty, generosity, clarity, joy. You can name as many as you want and you get unlimited amounts of it. So the last person chooses first and gets it. Maybe again, it's being transferred to this person on a tray and the person can take as much as he or she wants and then transfers the tray with that capacity still on it because it's unlimited to the person ahead. And the the person ahead chooses something, okay, like I want joy, I want generosity or this and that and takes as much as he or she wants and then transfers it ahead. So by the time this tray the second tray comes to you, it's full of virtues that your great, great, great parents chose for themselves and transferred to you. So it's this beautiful generosity automatically in there. And then you can add to, if it's not already on the tray, to whatever you want it to be, whatever you like to, you wished, you gained from your lineage from your parents and you're given all that generously unconditionally as much as you need and you imagine embodying all those virtues and when that happened to me during my session there was so much stuff on the tray and they looked like antique ornaments all these virtues like they looked so unique some bronze some gold vases or boxes very beautiful ornaments but I didn't know how to carry them, how to embody them so I saw one of my teachers Akong Tolkurimpoche appear he's not alive anymore with us in the bodily form but in this session he appeared like he was and he came with a golden box that is long and narrow you could put maybe sand sticks in it So it was this beautifully carved golden box, tiny. And as he opened the box, all the virtues on the tray and the ones I wanted went in there and they could fit in there. And he fit everything in this box and then gave me the box. So that was the solution, my imagination, my mind, my spirit came up with. And I carried that box within me, like I put it in my heart, And when I opened my eyes, there was this feeling of completely being grounded by all these virtues that I gained through generations. And I felt an immense sense of gratitude and an immense sense of lightness because of what I dropped. And it wasn't just that moment, that night, that week. It really stayed with me. I have no idea. Maybe we should do another interview with Bonnie Wise and she can explain to us how the legend works. But if you ever hear it, and or if you know anyone who could help you, guide you through the process, I strongly recommend you give it a go. There's nothing to lose, there are no risks from my experience and understanding. It's just a, an amazing experience of lightness groundedness gratitude and generosity and i still feel those values or the golden box that carries those values are in my chest in my heart
0: that's really fascinating and the question i have after hearing this in the last episode you mentioned the fact that you believe that we volunteered to be here we all volunteered and we're here for a reason So my question, I guess, is do you believe that when we volunteered, we also at some point, you know, because obviously we can't consciously go back and remember this using our conscious minds, but do you believe that we chose the family that we're associated with? Because if we did, then the things that were passing from generation to generation are things that we chose to do. So maybe going back and doing this work was part of that, knowing that you could actually help previous generations, and in doing so, impart this to future generations of your lineage to kind of, you know, be that point in the whole lineage where we stop the burdens and we really focus in on the virtues.
1: I do believe we volunteer to come here even though it sounds very irrational. I mean, don't forget, I studied brain sciences. So there's a part of me as I speak who's already thinking, I don't agree. (laughs) But, you know, overall, I feel that we choose to come here. We chose it and we will choose again. And I also think we chose our parents, but it's like making any choice, I don't know how capable we were making this choice and how much information we were given and how clearly we could hear or see or receive the information and really see what we were choosing. And I also think we are matched in a way with these parents. We chose them, but they also chose us. And maybe you could say that something like karma, the fruits of what we've done in the past, influence this choice on both sides so that what we've done in the past created this us and this us, like, made a choice influenced by the past events and it's the same for our parents so that there is this sense of matching and another equation is like, we may have chosen our parents and they may have chosen us, but we didn't know what was going to happen. So like, if there was a moment that I chose my parents, um, maybe the moment of conception, who knows when, they were both alive. But before I was born, my father had already passed away. So that is something I couldn't take into account. So... There are many variables that I think maybe we won't be able to really comprehend with rational mind, but as a feeling, I feel that we are all here for a reason. We are like soldiers on a mission, and the mission is really to grow individually and all together and heal individually and all together and express individually and all together and to benefit our species as well as our environment that includes other species. But I totally understand if someone says, like, this sounds all science fiction. I completely get it. But I also believe that not believing in this story would be another story. There would be another belief. And if that belief somehow helps you, go ahead. But I found that... Believing in positive stories that empower me helps me more than being skeptical, at least for me. So there is no way out of believing in something. Even if you say, I don't believe in anything, then you're believing in nothing. So I try to consciously choose what I will believe in. And even if my rational mind says, oh, this doesn't add up completely, if that belief empowers me, makes me a better person, makes me more helpful, more open, helps me share, makes me generous, I adopt that belief. So the last say is not my rational mind.
0: I have to just mention, because what you mentioned about you know your background in brain sciences and your meditation background as well, and your beliefs and what you're talking about here, one of the things that really fascinated me about you when we first met and that I wanted to learn more about was I love the fact that you have this background in science, but you also are open to the other beliefs and possibilities. Because that combination to me you know, is very, very interesting because I... I love to have the rational conversations of things that we scientifically know to be true or that we've figured out scientifically. But I think there is so much potential that we don't understand. And there's so much there that we can only, you know, stepping out in faith can test and try. And, you know, having that belief leads to so much upside and so much possibility that I believe you have to have a combination of it. And you having that solid background in, brain science, and then the beliefs that you have and the discovery that you have and the openness that you have to go out and discover that is kind of that combination that someone that I absolutely want to learn from and want to understand and want to you know, have you guide me in certain areas where maybe I'm not as strong from a belief standpoint or spiritual standpoint or whatever the case may be. But I love that combination. And that was one of the initial things before I knew you as a human being and as a person before I knew you as well as I do today that really attracted me to wanting to get to know you more and wanting to really go deep. Because as you said, in these conversations we have, especially on the podcast, they're not really surface level stuff, right? We, we tend to go deep and get into some real fascinating <laughs> subject matter. And so I really do appreciate that about you. And that was something that really caught my attention right away.
1: Thank you, Mario. I mentioned this before, and I will say it again and again. It's not this or that, it's this and that. When I studied brain sciences, I was specialized in decision-making sciences, and that changed my life. And I would never give that up, that rationality, that decision-making processes that enable me make so many good decisions in life, you know, from my marriage to the apartment we bought or to the puppy I have, you know, I really feel they were the best decisions for me, and they are. But then it's not this or that. I'm not rational or spiritual. I'm rational and spiritual. And sometimes it may be hard to comprehend how both can exist, but I don't care. Both can exist because they have their own realms, their own space to exist so and it's not like if I'm buying an apartment I'm completely rational no I still watch out for the energy everything may be perfect the location the price but if the energy is wrong I won't buy it and then it may be an amazing apartment with a wonderful energy but I can't afford it then I won't buy it. So it's just learning that and really changed my life and that we don't have to choose one or the other. As human beings, we are rational, we can be, and that we are absolutely emotional and that we are spiritual and that we are physical. You know, we have to embrace all aspects of our beings and nurture each aspect so that we can be whole.
0: Awesome stuff, as always, Hila. Thank you so much for everything you shared and about Legends work and just having this conversation. I always take so much from it, and I'm sure the listeners have as well. I want to remind them, PeacefulEase.com is the website where they can find more, and Podcast at PeacefulEase.com is the email address if they want to email some thoughts, ideas, questions, anything pertaining to Peaceful Ease or anything they've heard on the podcast up until this point. Ela, thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure, and I can't wait to speak with you again real soon.
1: Thank you, Mario, and thank you for listening to us, everyone.
0: For Ela Crane, I'm Mario Pereka. Thank you so much, and we look forward to speaking with you on the very next episode of the Peaceful Ease podcast. Thank you for listening to the Peaceful Ease podcast. If this episode resonated with you, please share it with friends and family. Remember, the bigger the support, the more fun the journey becomes. If you'd like to get in touch with Ela, you can reach out to her at Peaceful Ease. Dot .com and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode until next time be kind to yourself